What's going on, guys? Welcome back to your favorite Bay Area sports podcast. It's your boys, Beards by the Bay. As always, it's your boy, Martin. But today, it's actually Beard by the Bay. I'm running a solo show today. Vic, unfortunately, cannot be here today. He is in the midst of moving. So special shout out to Vic. A new home is always special. So we're going to miss him definitely on the show today. But the show must go on. So without further ado, let's get into it. It is traditional here on Beards by the Bay. Before every episode, we go ahead and take a look around the Bay, kind of just catch up with what our favorite Bay Area teams have been up to. And right now, we're a little little bit of a weird time, obviously, with COVID and everything going on. But we do have three teams that are in the middle of a season right now. And I say three because I'm not counting the Sacramento Kings because I don't care what anybody from Sacramento wants to tell me. Sac is not from the Bay Area, so... Plus, like, let's be real. Like, no one, no one's a Kings fan. I've yet to meet anybody that's a Kings fan. If you're a Kings fan, please, please reach out to me. Please comment on our social media and let me know that you're a Kings fan, and I will stand corrected. But in the meantime, we have three teams that are currently in the middle of the season that are Bay Area teams. One of them is actually one of the surprise stories in the MLS. So. The San Jose Earthquakes, the Bay Area's only professional soccer team, continues to roll. They beat today Real Salt Lake 5-2 in the quarterfinals of the MLS's back tournament, thus qualifying for the later rounds. Big, big surprise for those of us that have been watching Earthquakes play throughout the years. We know that the two years ago was a very, very rough season. Right when Matias Almeida joined the Earthquakes, they were right back on track, and they were as close as ever to making the playoffs. Unfortunately, they didn't make it last season, but this season, they're firing on all cylinders. They're one of the most surprising teams in the league right now, and they're basically just waiting on the game between Columbus and Minnesota to see who they have to face in the later round. So I'm very excited for the Quakes this season, especially with the tournament the way that it is. There's Whoever the hottest team is is going to eventually come away with the tournament and it just so happens that the quakes are one of the hottest teams in mls right now they got a really good group with an experienced coach and they're ready to make some noise man and they're making the entire bay area very very proud with most of the contenders already struggling to get out of the group stage and some of them already being eliminated don't be surprised if the quakes make a cool little run so special shout out to the quakes we're going to be keeping a close eye on them and all the luck to them Moving on from the South Bay over to the East Bay, where we see the Oakland A's are off to a really great start. 3-1 so far this season. They took care of business in a four-game stretch against the divisional rivals Angels. They currently sit tied for first place with the Astros. I know you guys didn't tune in to Beards by the Bay to hear me talk about A's baseball, though. Like, let's keep it real. You guys tune in to hear us talk about the best baseball team in the Bay Area. The fact that we went into Dodger Stadium and we came away with a 2-2 out of that series, I'll take that. And by the way, Dodger Stadium, when it, without fans, Dodger Stadium seems even uglier than with people in there. I didn't think that was possible. 
It's almost they're almost doing people a favor by not letting him come to that stadium. All jokes aside, though, I was very proud to see how the Giants came out, especially after going down 0-2 in the series. Um, Thursday was a great game. Cueto was dealing. We were right in the game. It, you know, we, we we had our hiccups towards the end, especially with a five-run seventh inning. Not a big surprise there. You know, we're kind of used to seeing our bullpen kind of lose these type of games. But the fact that we were able to hang on, and we actually had the lead for what it was an inning or so, but... I was very happy with Cueto's production on Thursday. Four innings pitched, five hits, just one earned run, three strikeouts. But then we ran into the same problems that we usually have when, you know, Tyler Rogers gives up four earned runs and less than an inning pitched. I mean, that's just unacceptable, especially on such a close game, a game that I thought was definitely within reach. Now, Friday, Friday was just a whole different ordeal, man. Friday was never a competition. We were never really in the game. We had four hits the entire game, for crying out loud. We got blown out 9-1. to one. It was never a competition. We trailed from the first inning. Um, it was just one of those games where you kind of get the sense of where it's going to go. The Giants are either competitive or they just self-destruct early. And when they self-destruct early, it's one of those games where you kind of just look away and just pretend it didn't happen and just focus on the next one. And that's exactly what Friday was to me. I mean, as soon as we were down big, I kind of knew the type of game it was going to be, especially allowing four runs between the seventh and eighth inning. I I knew what type of game it was going to be. So at that point, I was... I was disappointed on the Friday game because of how we had done on Thursday game. So despite the fact that we lost 8-1 to one on Thursday, I thought we had performed well. Going into Friday, I was disappointed with the way that we handled that. But then came Saturday and Sunday, which were great games. Saturday was just torture giants all over again. We were so close to blowing another game, giving up three runs in the final two innings. But at the end of the day, we came out with a win, and that's really all that matters. Sometimes you got to get those scrappy wins. Those scrappy wins are sometimes the deciding factor between making the playoffs and not making the playoffs. So whether or not we gave up three runs in the last two innings of the game, that doesn't matter. No one cares about that now. All that matters is the fact that we went in Saturday down 0-2 in the series, and we came away with a big win that set us up for another big win. Sunday was really just a showcase of how good we can really pitch and how dominant our bullpen can really actually be, holding the Dodgers scoreless for the last six innings of the game. And when you take a look at the players that the Dodgers have in that batting order, the fact that we're able to keep them scoreless for most of the game is amazing in itself. So I'm extremely happy with the way that they pitched. Again, it was a low-scoring game, not very active on the bats. However, we did get out a really crucial win, leaving Dodger Stadium with a split series. So, I mean, if anything, it's going to look more like this. If we're able to have a dominant bullpen, we can squeeze out those games again. And, I mean, what's more San Francisco Giant than winning a 3-1 to game with barely any hits but lots of productivity from the bullpen? So that was a crucial game. We're able to leave L.A. We're able to leave that ugly-ass stadium with a split series, and, and I'll take it. You know, if the series, if the season is going to be as short as it is, these wins are really going to be crucial as we're trying to make that final playoff push, especially with the format that we have going on where the top two teams from each division are guaranteed a spot in the playoffs, and then the top two third-place teams will also be invited into the playoffs. So it might just be the difference between making the playoffs and not making the playoffs. Giants travel back to San Francisco where they take on the San Diego Padres tomorrow. First pitch is at 645. 
very crucial and very tricky series for the Giants because the Padres are definitely within that mix, especially for the second, if not third place of the division. So if we're going to be able to contend for a playoff spot, we're going to have to beat the Padres and we're going to have to take care of them at home. So this series, very, very special one. So I'm excited to see what the Giants are looking more like. If we did well against the Dodgers, I'm expecting great things against this series against the Padres. So as always, we like to end the show with a little bit of positivity, a little bit of a lighter note, despite everything that's going on. So what we like to do is go ahead and rewind time to see just what was going on around the world at this specific date. So July 28th, 1994, Texas Rangers pitcher Kenny Rogers throws the only perfect game in Rangers franchise history against the California Angels. Now you know that to you know that happened a long time ago when you see California Angels. Meanwhile, 1996 New York Yankee at the time, Daryl Strawberry hits his 300th home run. So that about wraps up today's Beards by the Bay episode. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode as always. Feel free to follow us on all social media platforms. We definitely missed Vic today, but he'll definitely be back for the next episode. So hopefully you guys enjoyed Listen to me for the past, what was it, 30 minutes, 45 minutes or so. Hopefully you guys didn't get bored of me. And as always, guys, see you next time. See ya. How one day the legends forget that they equal on the sun, the pressure sequel. We not taking it back, we keeping it pushing. People scared of change, but you'll find me deep in the cushion. Even when I win, it feel like I'm losing. Listening to beats in the beam of cruising. I think I got another hit, I can feel my body bruising. What's the conclusion, or rather, my hypothesis? I'm darker than Gotham is like reading Astrodamus at 90 degrees. You better believe I know how to turn a profit with ease. Die your critical lifestyle, I'm always overseas. Hurricane Bobby in the studio blowing trees with the topic I drop it fuck around and leave them all concussed when I bust no thrust this world we living in is fuck industry rule number 4081 your new shit ain't good as your old shit see your new shit is your old shit son and this son let me get some I wear this 24 karat solid gold rolling for my son as an heirloom not for looking dope as I rhyme as a representation to give your family your time if you're searching for love in the industry you'll be let down they don't love you till you dead and then they call you profound no matter how mainstream you was in the and you still underground, that's the truth Feeling close to the cliff like Rick Dalton in the booth Money ain't the key to happiness and it's the proof Modern day rap is like a golden era spoof But a few of us were surging within the second renaissance And I know that my debutantes been keeping a legacy going By flowing so involuntarily seamless Me and my team is finally reaping what we've been sowing Like a seamstress, I said I'm on one I know I'm unsung, was living my life backwards like Tariq on Undone And now they wonder how I got over, son Hell yeah, now check the method I've been living outside the pages for ages Now I'm back, Chocolate City, home of percussion Maryland on my back, from Tacoma Park All the way to Southeast D.C. It felt like forever ago, it feel like B.C. Everlasting life, kicking rhymes In the parking lot at night, inhale, exhale People hate, oh well 2012, dreaming I'm a freshman on double XL 2013 on the cover, double XL Living life behind these bars with no intention of posting bail Cause I prevail, 
But that's a story for another time, story for another rhyme. And on my darkest days, I know that the sun will shine eventually. Greatest lyricist to ever do it, yeah, essentially. And if we're being modest and potentially, and if we're being humble, then... and shit, man. I just want to tell a story. I just want to have some fun back in the basement type shit. Hey, yo, once upon a time, a couple of guys from out this world was talking rap and hip-hop with a young synthetic girl. The year was 2115 at Babel Space Station was home to the very last of the human population. The captain's name was Thomas, the infantry man was Kai, and he's the man that discovered the Ultra 85. Accompanied by a girl inside the air, her name was Thalia. Made it once and zero, she was a program. You could ask her any question even about the fall of man. Then one day they discovered a planet in deep space that nobody before them ever found in their database. I mean, maybe it's the place that's meant for the human race, the planet paradise. Constant and Thomas, my God, that'd be very nice. Traveling through outer space, we done had some scary nights. We done had some scary fights. All about that rap shit. Kyle like that trap shit. Thomas love that boobap shit. I wish God was real. I wish I could just get rap shit. What if this planet full of aliens and we get captured? Don't think that way, my son. Everything gonna be fine. We finna have some fun. And if by chance we do come across an alien, I'ma blow his ass away with this here molecular gun, set the kill, never stun, what one, we get it done, now this ship is under in the atmosphere, we gon' take a look around and get the hell up out of here, we gon' double check that it's invitable and livable for man, and no matter what happens, you know we gon' stick to the plan, understand, understand, all good, let's get it then, once they touch down, nobody could hear a sound, till they open up the ship door that repelled to the ground, what they found, a planet full of life, a planet full of shit they never seen, straight up out of movie scene, on some Tarantino meets Christopher Nolan, nah, I mean, Walk around the planet for hours, they was exhausted If it wasn't for the music in their ears, they would have lost it The seventh album by a musician, they both revered First time this planet heard it, let's call it a world premiere Thomas think about the picture of his girl that he left On the Aquarius 3 in his dresser Wishing he could undress her, give it a pipe no lesser Kai thinking thus like a professor Wondering if the oxygen on this planet fresher Now is it us or is natural life on this world the aggressor All the negative shit inside of his head, he need a refresher Two men here to save the world. No pressure.